Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode 31. Hello, 2021. I first would like to say happy and healthy new year to all of my listeners out there in podcast land. Hope you are all able to celebrate in a safe and happy way. The end of the year, the Christmas holiday, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. For me, I celebrated. And I'm going to talk about that today. You can find my podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else that you can listen to your podcast. You can find me at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. Thank you again for joining me today. So for me, my holiday, we stayed home. We had our traditional deep dish pizza on New Year's Eve that we get delivered from Chicago. Any of you Chicago listeners out there, we are Lou Malnati family. We ordered DQ and we watched the fireworks from our backyard. Ireland, our rescue dog, was hiding. She's not a fan of fireworks. So that was our New Year's. We did the traditional watching of holiday movies and holiday foods and treats. And we social distanced and we didn't really have any large celebrations outside of my family of four. So when I was thinking about what to do for my first podcast of the year, I really had to think. You'd think it'd be easy. It's a new year and there's so many things to talk about, but it wasn't easy for me. This is the first time as a therapist and a motivational speaker that I can say that I am going through the same things at the same time as my listeners, all of my listeners. I can guarantee that's a fact. I'm going through the same things as you. There's a learning curve for all of us and I understand that, but what am I going through that I believe you're going through? So let's start again with the holidays. There's something about the holidays that even during a pandemic, which not one single one of us have ever lived this in our lives, we are all learning and going through it together. But there's still something about the holidays with the lights and the colors and the air turning cool, even here in South Florida and using your fire pits and watching those holiday movies and doing your traditions, be it that they might have been different, there's still something that almost makes the world stop during the holidays. And even if you are someone who suffers from anxiety and depression, there can always be a little lift from that. And so even during the end of 2020, I can say I had that magical lift of the holidays. Did you? Did you have that magical lift? I know it wasn't the same, but did you still feel almost like time stopped for those two weeks between Christmas and New Year's? I know I did. 
And I celebrated New Year's and was so excited about 2021. Just something so representative of getting rid of 2020. This tragic, horrific, scary year. The sadness that surrounded the year of 2020. No matter what we tried to do, it still surrounded all of us in different ways. So there was like this excitement. 2021. Clock strikes midnight. Fireworks go off. I watched the fireworks from my backyard. It was exciting. We took pictures in my backyard, wore our little 2021 hats, and it was fun. And then life went back to the normal routine. <clears throat> and I was feeling something kind of weird. Were you? Was it like last year? So I, I felt this emptiness. My new routine just started on Monday. My daughter's back in school. My husband went back to work. I'm back into my normal routine. But it felt weird. I felt a lot of anxiety. I even felt sad. I couldn't figure out why. So I started to use some of my own techniques and I said, okay, let me think back to this same time last year <clears throat> to try and, I don't know, visualize the good times and make me realize that those good times will be back. Unfortunately, it didn't work so well for me because I remember this time last year, right before New Year's, we went to the Orange Bowl game in Miami because my alma mater, University of Florida was playing in the, the bowl game. Had a great time. But about a week later, this coming Friday a year ago, I became very sick. I was sick like I've never been before. I got the flu shot, so I knew that it couldn't be the flu because even if you get the flu after the flu shot, was not could never be as bad as it was i was so sick that there were many times and if you know me i'll avoid a doctor in a hospital for anything i thought about going to the hospital i couldn't breathe well i was wheezing i couldn't even talk without coughing i was achy and i had fever and so i'm thinking back to this and i'm going oh my god last year wasn't good either at this time <clears throat> And I was sick for about two months. Now looking back on it, there is a large group of people who feel that they had COVID in those early months before COVID was so well known to us. And at this point, my antibodies would be gone, but I do believe that that is probably what I had because I've never felt that way where I woke up in the morning and all of a sudden it was nighttime. I couldn't remember to eat. I had to be reminded to eat. I was in some other zone. It was quite scary. So, okay, that was last year's memory. So this year's a hell of a lot better than that, that's for sure, because I'm, knock on wood, feeling good. So I tried to figure out, since that didn't help, why am I feeling anxious? 
why am I feeling down? And it came to me. It's really easy. Because I bet you all, even if you're going through the motions, it's there. It's in your gut. 2021 at this point is no different than 2020. So that illusion or delusion of thinking all of a sudden, I knew it wasn't realistic that that ball was going to drop. And here comes 2021. Okay, so what do I do? At first, I was digging deep. It started just Monday. Today's Wednesday. So then Tuesday came, and I was texting a friend because they're going out to celebrate a friend's birthday. Well, I don't do restaurants. I don't feel comfortable sitting outside next to people with their masks off for the meal. I just don't. So I've missed a few friends' birthdays at this point. So I'm texting the friend and we're texting about, and I, I started to cry. We were talking about the vaccine and we were talking about the pandemic and how nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. The pandemic is at its height. There's variants in the pandemic. There, I'm nowhere near getting that vaccine based on my age. I live in Broward County, which CNN News said is one of the worst counties in the country for the way that they handle the dis dispersing the vaccine. So I'm looking at being isolated at home. I go out, I do things, but not having my normal life. And guess what? It's reality. My scenario is very different from your scenario, but I know if you're listening to me today, you feel that feeling in your gut. We all have hope because we have the vaccine that we're going to sometime, either this year or the beginning of the next year, somehow get into a normal routine, God willing, but we're still in that same monotonous, wearing the masks. All the news talks about is the pandemic, because they have to, because it's real, because people are sick and dying. But this takes a toll, no matter who you are, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a therapist, whether you work in a grocery store, whether you're um, a server, whether you are a flight attendant, it doesn't matter what your profession is. We all have that feeling in our gut. We want our lives to be normal what they were before. We want to go back to our routines. We want to just do the simple things of enjoying our friendships and laughing and hugging with friends. But we can't. And it's so hard for our brains to absorb that, that you just can't. There's no way of talking yourself into it or manipulating the situation. We really shouldn't be doing those things. I've seen too many people and known people who have passed away and seen videos that people make of themselves with COVID. I don't want it. I don't want to risk it. So what does that leave me? I'm almost in the same place I was when we went on lockdown, quote unquote, where having my groceries delivered. I'm not doing those things with my friends. I can't go shopping easily. 
I can't go, my daughter can't go to her school. I can't go to her school where I would volunteer. So I made a plan for myself, not even knowing that this was how I was going to feel at the beginning of the year. And I'll go through my morning of mourning what I was hoping this year would be, seeing that it's not going to be much different than last year. Maybe towards the end of the year, there'll be more hope for us. So I got to get a grip on it. I've got to accept it and deal with it and cope with it. So before I knew I'd be in this kind of weird feeling in my gut of sadness and anxiety, I made a plan for myself, which I've talked to you in my past podcast that you should always make a plan. Never leave yourself open for not having things to help you cope when you're going through anxiety, depression, stress in your life, uncertainty in your life. You should always have coping skills at your fingertips. So the first thing that I actually did was I went on to Amazon and I, you can always buy those blank journals and journal. But for some of us, that's really hard to do. You can just jot your feelings down and that's great. But for some of us, that's why we don't like to journal because it's just writing down your feelings in that moment. So I went on Amazon and I wanted to look at what kind of journaling books, not blank page journals, but journaling books were out there. There's so many, believe it or not. And I wound up purchasing one for my adult daughter. There was one for a teenage um, child. So I got that for my daughter. And then I got myself one. And myself one is um, called Soul Therapy, a 365-day journal for self-exploration, healing, and reflection by Jacqueline, and I know I'm not going to say this right, Kadima. Anyways, I hope, and I apologize to the author that I didn't probably say her name right. It's Jacqueline Kadimian. So anyways, I started my journal on January 4th. Remembering it was there, I sort of started on the 1st, but I was busy with New Year's and whatnot. So I started on the 4th. What I liked about her journal is every day, if there's a short question, she gives you a thought and you write on the thought. Well, that was great for me because I didn't have to just go to a blank journaling book and journal. She gave me a parameter for that day of just to think. For example, think of 10 positive things that come to your mind right now. For some of us, We can just whip out coping skills and just start journaling and feel that release. But for some of us, we need guidelines. And so this is a great way for you to have a guideline to go to Barnes and Noble or to Amazon and look up these journaling type books. This one spoke to me. There's other ones. There's religious ones. If you're religious, find one that speaks to you. That makes you take 10 minutes, that's all it takes, out of your day to stop, reflect. She gives you a parameter of what she would like you to think about. Her idea of the book, 
And she talks about that it took her a whole year. She knew she wanted to write this book, but it took her a whole year to come up with the idea of soul therapy 365 days because she feels that by the time you're done writing and you go back, so I say January 4th next year, and look at these pages, I will see the evolution of myself. I will see how I have changed. I'll be able to look back at how I see this time in my life, 2021, during a pandemic, and how my life looks so much different January 4th, 2022. So it's so concrete and so tangible, and I'm really looking forward to doing this over the next year, and I'm even looking more forward to the end result, to see the evolution of myself. And the reason why it really spoke to me is my hashtag this year is hashtag the evolution of Elise 2021. So it really did speak to me and I'll be able to look back in a year from now and see the way my thoughts, my ideas, my feelings, my insight and my perspective have changed. So there's a great idea for you. If you're not a journaling person to find one of these books and if you have kids, they have some really cute ones for younger kids where you can encourage them every day to sit down and do one of these journals. Or if you have your spouse or your parents or a friend that you know is struggling, it's a great recommendation. Go on there. Go to the bookstore. Find the one that speaks to you. So my next coping skill that I had prepared before the new year is kind of, in a way, I think a relic. A relic that I used to do all the time, a relic that my almost 23-year-old daughter still does to this date. It's her way of keeping herself organized and her mind straight and to reduce the anxiety of having so many things to do. Most of us use our computers and our phones and our calendars on there to jot down the things we did. Well, I decided, and it was fun because I went into Barnes & Noble and I got an agenda, a physical agenda. And I got a cute one with books on top and it has cute little stickers that you can put in different areas or different reminders or stickers that say workout or meeting or vacation and has the area for you to put each day what you've got going on. What I decided to do with mine is not to make it a daily planner per se, like I have this meeting and I I need to make this phone call. I did it where each day I'm putting down what I'm going to do for my mental health. So each day I have a reminder because let's face it, folks, you might say the night before, okay, I really feel anxious today. Tomorrow I'm going to do this. And then tomorrow goes into a tailspin and you never get to it. But if you have that agenda that you look at first thing in the morning that you wrote the day before of what you were going to do for your mental health, it's there staring you in the face. It's reminding you of the message you were trying to give yourself. I even put in there doing my journaling, doing my agenda, reading a book. It gives you, again, as the journal did, a parameter for the day. It doesn't matter if you work full time. 
It doesn't matter if you're a full-time mother with an infant. You can find 10 minutes a day. The day before, write down what you would like to do the next day. It can be one or two little things. It can be a breathing exercise. But you're setting that goal and that parameter for the next day. And when you open that book and it becomes a routine, it takes 20, 21 days, they say, of doing the same activity or movement for it to become a routine. And once you start doing this on a daily basis, you'll even look forward to it and remind yourself the day before, okay, I wrote down that I'm just going to go during my lunch break. Instead of sitting in the where you eat lunch and your work, I'm going to go outside and sit on the bench away from my coworkers and I'm going to take 10 minutes to enjoy my lunch and breathe and breathing exercises or listening to some relaxation therapy music. Start to train your mind to create new routines in your life. The next one that I set up, because I always like to do things in threes, so I had my journaling, I have my daily agenda. I used to be an avid reader, and I don't know what happened over the past five years, but Maybe it was anxiety. Maybe it was just the stress of kids, my daughter going to college. I don't know. I just didn't have the patience to sit down and read. I would try. I love going to the bookstore and picking out books. And the it's so therapeutic to go there. It's quiet. Not a lot of people are talking. You kind of get into reading the covers of these books and trying to find something that sparks your interest. Every time I sat down, couldn't get into it, couldn't read it. So I've talked about during this isolation period of a world changing during the pandemic that sometimes it's good to go back and dig deep into things you used to do. So I said to myself, I'm going to try reading. Don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I haven't been able to do it for five years, but I'm going to try reading a book. So I made it exciting to go to a bookstore with my older daughter who's still home and we went into Barnes and Noble and we separated and we went to our, we have different genres that we like. And we went into the bookstore and the smell of the books reminded me of how much I love reading books. And I'm really a historical fiction gal. That's really what kind of tickles my fancy. So I found this book by Christine Harmel, The Book of Lost Names. Really what caught my eye at first is there's a lady standing on a bridge holding a very golden embellished book and in the distance is the Eiffel Tower and that caught my eye right away. And then when I read it, of course, it was a historical fiction book about World War II and even though it was a hardcover book and it was a little more money, I bought it. I make sure I put in my agenda that every day I read at least one chapter. I don't have to sit down and read a whole book, but one chapter. Why? Because it's a way of stopping, getting away from my daily routine, the stressors and everything that's going on in our lives, and we all have stress, and reading a book in a quiet space. I go outside and to get lost in somebody else's words and to visualize the person's words and just to go somewhere else 
for a short time. It's like watching a movie in your mind. And I remember why I loved reading. I lost sight of that because of the way my life was and the way I was dealing with things. But it's an old coping skill that's become a new friend to me. So if you're not a reader, go to a bookstore. It doesn't have to be a novel. There's travel books. There's learning foreign language books. There's, if you're a history buff, there's things on history and government. And of course, you know I'm going to plug the self-improvement and self-help. And there's just picture books of Paris or Italy or someplace you might want to go. Set some new goals for yourself. It's been helping me, and I know it can help you. And through the sadness and this anxiety that I started to feel as my routine got back to normal in 2021, it's only been two days. But when I'm done with this podcast, I'm looking forward to go journaling and to write on my agenda and to read at least a chapter, if I might read more because sometimes I can't stop, my book. And guess what? When I'm done with this book, I already have another book waiting for me so that I don't have to wait till I can go to the bookstore or order something on Amazon. Or go to the library. If you feel that books are too expensive or you can't afford them right now because so many people are in economic distress, go to the library. You don't have to spend a long time in there. The beautiful thing about bookstores and libraries, they're never crowded. So you can have your own space with your mask on. You can get in and out, but it's free. And you can get a book and you can enjoy yourself. And you can go out and sit on a bench anywhere in any park. And it doesn't cost a cent to take time out and read and get lost in a book a little bit. No matter what it is, whatever sparks your interest, your loves, So give it a shot. Set these parameters for yourself. It's so important to give ourselves structure. I mean, think about it. When we were children, what did they do in school? It was structure. Period one, period two, lunchtime, recess, structure. They instilled structure in our life. Now, when I say structure, that doesn't mean rigidity because structure can be Okay, at 2 o'clock today, I'm going to meditate. It's structure, but structure encouraging you to be finding therapeutic activities, to release the anxiety, to increase your mood, to release the endorphins and serotonin. Guess what? It takes work to do this. It's not magical. We just don't find things. Sometimes we'll, we'll stumble onto a pretty scene or find a flower. And yes, those are great things. But in general, in our daily days, we need to have some structure and some parameters. So this is my goal on how I'm going to deal with this new year and knowing that things haven't changed much since 2020. If anything, the cases are worse. The hospitalizations are worse. People are still passing away. The magic vaccine is not within my reach anytime soon. So I can't ruminate in that. I can't sit in that. 
I can have a good cry and release my frustrations, but I have to set up goals, daily goals for myself to get me through these tough thoughts when they flow into my brain. Remember I said in the beginning, it's the first time I can say as a therapist or motivational speaker that I know that my audience is feeling exactly like me. It may not be specific things that I've talked about, but we all have that feeling in our gut that things are not much different. The excitement of the new year, yes, it's a new year, and the things that we would normally love to do, we really can't do those things right now. Traveling and spending time with people we love because we don't want to put those people at risk, nor ourselves. So what I'm encouraging you to do is step outside that comfort zone, which I often say, and think about what can I do? Concrete, set up for myself, things that I'm going to do on a daily basis to make sure I incorporate ways to decrease energy, decrease ener increase energy, decrease anxiety, increase and elevate your mood. If you don't want to have an agenda, do it on your computer, but have something set up for yourself. So what I'd like to do right now is just do a little breathing technique with you and a little visualization. So take a deep breath in through your nose with me. Hold and release through your nose. And breathe in through your nose. Hold and breathe out through your nose. Release any tension that you might feel in your neck. Relax your shoulders. Unclench your hands. Relax your hips and your back. And loosen your feet. Wiggle your toes. What I want you to think about with your eyes closed right now is what do you see for yourself in the next year? Within our current world situation. What do you see for yourself in the next year? How do you see making your life colorful, happy, peaceful? What do you see yourself doing? It won't be the normal things, but there are other things and new things Imagine what makes you happy. See that in front of you. Is it taking your cute little puppy for a walk every day? Maybe take your puppy to a different place and walk there with your puppy. Is it gardening? Envision that gardening. Are you an artist? Envision yourself sitting in front of your easel with your paint palette, ready to put your paintbrush into the colors and put them on canvas. If you're an exercise person, find new ways to exercise to make it more exciting and new and interesting. If you're a workaholic, 
Think of what you would like to do every day in the future while you're at work to take 10 minutes out for yourself. See it. Envision it. If you're a college student and you can't spend your crazy college years the way you'd like to, think of things that you could do that will still elevate your mood. See it. Feel it. Be with it. Envision it in your mind. Visualize it. Visualization makes it real. It implants it in your brain and makes you want it. If you've always wanted to do a flower garden but never have found the time or the energy, see that for yourself in the future. Plan that self, that for yourself. Make those parameters that we talked about. Write it down. Make it real. Make it happen. You will have ups and downs this year. We all will. There are things that are not within our control. But what is in our control is how we handle it. How we tackle it. How we conquer it. How we deal with it. And your biggest tool is your coping skills. And when you start to feel lost and stressed, remember this moment where you visualized what do you see for yourself in the future this year? Remind yourself of what you saw for yourself today and make it happen. Start with small steps and move forward one step at a time and make it happen. It will not be an easy year, but by using things that make our heart dance and make our brain cells dance and make us feel happy and elevate our mood, we can get through this. And there will be a reward at the end. It may be a long time till the end, but the reward will be going back to the things we love. But now that we, in that reward of getting the things we love, we'll now have new things that we acquired during this odd and strange time in the world of separation and isolation and losing things that we love and people we love. We'll be able to get back to our old lives, but with new skills and new interests and new loves. Take the time. You deserve it. We all deserve it. Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. In through your nose and out through your mouth. Loosen your body again and open your eyes. When you're feeling stressed, do that technique. Bring yourself back to that place of visualization and bring that future that you had in your mind's eye just now and set those goals to make it happen. We all have the skills. It just takes work. It just takes energy. But we can get through this next year and it can be a good 2021 and a happy 2021 just in a different way. And if we open our minds and accept 
that this is the reality and not fight that the new year came and it's no different than last year and we look at it as finding new things and interests and ways to handle it, we're opening ourselves up. We're growing. We're evolving. Remember I said my hashtag is hashtag the evolution of Elise 2021. So I'm going to be going through this growth with you. And I will intermittently in different podcasts refer back to this podcast to make you remember. And hopefully you will be moving there in the direction we've talked about today. But if not, I will remind you. I will be your guidepost to remind you to move forward. To still find the happiness in life. And it's okay to feel sad. And it's okay to feel anxious. It's how do you deal with it? Do you let it take over or do you say, no, I'm going to handle it this way. I'm not going to let this take over my life. I'm not going to let this control me. Thanks for joining me today for Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Go out and explore all the wide open spaces in your world. It's a new year, my friends. It's exciting if you look at it from a different perspective. I say hello 2021 with a new vision after struggling with some frustration. I have a vision now and I hope I've given you the opportunity to focus on your vision for 2021. Remember, go to wideopenspaceswithelise.com, Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E, to visit my website, read my blog, and see what's going on with me. And go to any of your podcast places that you enjoy, like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Apple, iTunes, and listen to my podcasts. I am excited that this is episode 31, that I did 30 episodes last year. That was a new beginning for me. And this year, I look forward to exploring our uncharted territory in 2021 together. Thank you for listening. Happy and healthy new year and ciao, my friends.